Welcome back to Triple Threat. I'm Scott Kaler. I'm with James Stark. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Joey Dubois. How are we doing? We got a good show lined up for you today, and we're going to get right in it with hot topics. All right, so our first hot topic of this week was Paul Pierce is having his uh, number retired by the Boston Celtics February 11th at home versus none other than the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's a primetime game, I, uh, I would say. Cavs, clearly the best team in the East uh, last few years. Uh, the Celtics do have a good shot give them a run for their money this year though yeah, I think it's a good choice in the game because Pierce had great duels with LeBron and the Cavs for many years uh it was usually one or the other just always coming out on top and Pierce got a couple LeBron got a couple so it should be interesting if LeBron stays on the Cavs this year I gotta say though I, re- I was really hoping for that Lakers game oh that's a good point it's I didn't think early in the year but I think it's like November 15th or something like that and you know, Pierce not only with those battles with the Lakers, he's from LA, so it's got it's oh, got a few true. different things going on there. So I, I was really hoping for that one, but like you guys said, all that history with Pierce against the Cavs, you can't go wrong with that one either. See, I could have seen it being the Lakers too. The only issue I had with that would be the Lakers team that Pierce played against for so long. Everybody on that's yeah. gone, yeah. So exactly. Paul Pierce or not Paul Pierce, Pau Gasol's now on the Spurs, Kobe's retired. Bynum's gone, Mar Odom's gone, Derek Fisher's gone. So like all the people that he played against while he was in his prime, they're all gone now. So I think it's a smart idea to go with LeBron, uh, another one of his big rivals back in the day. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. The question though, uh, Pierce obviously he needs to get his number retired. But then the other two members of the big three are they getting their numbers retired? I don't think Ray can. There's I don't no either. way. Yeah. Garnett, uh, I feel like is it is it does it happen where there a person's number gets re- uh, retired by two teams? Yeah, that can happen. Because mm-hmm. he's definitely gonna get retired by the Timberwolves, right? He's got to. Yeah, and I, I, I think he should. Mm-hmm. He brought a title to the. He was a significant piece on that team, and everyone here loves him. Mm-hmm. I think if you give it to KG though, then it just kind of feels awkward when you have Paul Pierce and KG up there next to each other, and then Ray Allen's left off. And obviously, everybody has their the right reason to want to leave Ray Allen off that list. But having two of the big three and not the entire big three just kind of leaves a void, in my opinion. Yeah. I guess. All right, so we're on to the next hot topic. This one is a, a really big deal. We've got the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA going on a 37-0 run against the Indiana Fever last night. Um, that set a WNBA record. Um, I don't know if it's an NBA record or not. Like, if they broke the record, that would be in the NBA. But either way, 37 straight points for the Minnesota Lynx last night. Um, I can yeah. only think of one player on the Minnesota Lynx currently. That'd be Maya Moore. Did not. So, UConn legend. Hey. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was a that was a nice hot topic. Yeah, I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna go into our our next hot topic. Uh, it would be Kevin Durant this entire week. A lot of Twitter beef revolving around him. Uh, first, he was uh, he said he'd be skipping the White House visit if the Warriors are invited by President Trump to come visit the White House due to their NBA championship. Um, he said he would not be visiting the White House next. A teacher um, said that. His, um, their students should be more like Michael Jordan and not like Kevin Durant, which caused Kevin Durant uh, to flip out at that teacher. And uh, the last thing Kevin Durant had to do this week was uh, mentioning how LeBron is basically untradeable and LeBron can make his own decisions in his career. So what are, what are our thoughts there? Uh, with the teacher thing, quit being a cupcake, Katie. <laughs> I, I just don't see how he can have a problem with the teacher saying that. Like, does... Does You're, he expect the teacher to tell I, his kids to just jump ship, you know, whenever problems come up or, or be like Michael Jordan and stay with the team? He's an NBA player making millions of dollars and he's getting upset with 
a statement made by a teacher telling their students to be like Michael Jordan. Be loyal, I guess. Loyalty not as important. And it's, it's not it's not like they were saying be like, I don't know. Who's an who's an average NBA player? Just like it's Rodney not like Hood. yeah, sure. It's not like they were saying be like Rodney Hood. They're saying be like Michael Jordan, who the I'm sure great, KD even one question the, the greatest, greatest player, player ever. Of all time. So I don't see really why KD is angry at that comment. Uh, the White House visit um, was an issue um, that a lot of sports networks focused on this week as well. Um, we had first take went on a, a very large debate regarding this. Uh, it lasted quite a while, and they had Britt McHenry. Uh, you may remember her as the girl who was at the um, the car, the junkyard or something like that. I can't remember where she was, but she was flipping out on the employee, and then she realized she was caught on camera, for uh, and she was making a bunch of very rude statements to this woman. She was caught on camera, and then she was suspended by ESPN. I don't know how she came back, because what she did was extremely inappropriate, but she was pissed off at KD, and her defense was, why not go to the White House and talk about the issues you have with President Trump rather than taking this stand and avoiding trying to make a... Um, come up with a solution. Well, the thing with the White House visits, I don't think they're really diplomatic meetings as much as take a picture and then get out of there. Yeah, I agree So that, that's you. the thing that I see with that, that it's like, uh, if Katie goes and tries talking to the president about issues, I don't really know how far that conversation goes in that context, yeah, like so in that kind of point. meeting. Was he the only one not going? Uh, so far, that was the, I think that's the uh, understanding. There was like, as soon as the Warriors won the championship. There was like a string of tweets saying that the entire Warriors team unanimously voted to boycott the visit, and I think that was fake. But because because KD says this now, but so far that's the only one that's like really made big news. Like no Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't really see why people make a big deal out of it. If they don't want to go, they don't want to go. It's personal, whatever. All right. So the next thing we got for LeBron is untradeable. Uh, Kevin Durant basically saying he can control his own destiny. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, you're still a player. There, there's owners of the team. By so we basically said that uh, LeBron decides if he wants to be traded or not. The owners can't make that decision. And whether you're LeBron, Durant, even Michael Jordan, I don't think that you can just say, "Yeah, no, you're not trading me." Well, LeBron is in the same situation he was in. Was it four years ago now? Or no, more than that, when he left Cleveland the first time, like six or seven years ago. So, you know, everyone, it's, I mean, even more so, I feel like it's pretty much, everyone kind of knows that LeBron's gone. Yeah. So you can't really just screw the team over and, like, not let them do anything. And I think that's the situation Cleveland's in. I mean, it's still hard to believe that they would ever trade him, but I'm sure they're looking at it and thinking, he left us a few years ago, we got nothing back, very well could happen again right now. I'm sure they're not liking the way that looks. And what are your thoughts on the statement this week it came out that uh, LeBron is 100% leaving Cleveland after this season? LeBron's camp denied it um, a couple days ago, but the statement came out was 100% he is gone. Well, I mean, obviously they're going to deny that because no one's just going to say that they're going to leave at the end of the season. But, I mean, I believe it. I don't think the whole situation with Kyrie, if Kyrie does leave and... I I can't imagine you him that staying. with the front office not really making any moves to oh, benefit yeah. them other yeah. than Derrick Rose. And apparently that's what else did they say that the relationship between him and the owner is Dan Gilbert. Yeah, Dan no, Gilbert is beyond repair. Yeah. So I mean, if you don't have good relations with your front office, the team's not looking like they're going to be where they were the past few years. I I can't see LeBron staying there much longer. I just think it's tough to say 100% cuz a year is a long time. Like, I, I don't know if they could fix everything in a year, but 
100%. I'd go like 99%. But I, I just think there's a there's a sliver of hope that Cleveland can work some things out and get in the state. Because it, it's his home city and all, so. All right, so we got our um, one of our last hot topics. Uh, Conor McGregor said this week that it'll be a first or second round knockout um, in his fight against Floyd Mayweather now that they've downgraded to 8-ounce gloves as opposed to, I believe, 10-ounce gloves. Um, that's a bold statement coming, again, from somebody who has never faced a professional boxer in his life. Um, nevertheless, he's facing Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest boxers of all time. So a first or second round knockout. Pretty interesting, huh? That's uh, uh, not going to happen. If you unless, win- unless, like how we said last week, Floyd doesn't stick to the game plan and starts attacking and not being defensive. And then let's Connor land a big blow on him. Then maybe, but I I can't see that happening. If Connor wins, I feel like it might come in this situation. But again, the the odds of Connor winning are, are very much against him. So I I like you said, Scott. If if Floyd comes out here and does not play that defensive fight that he's so known for, then I guess a first or second round knockout is possible. But you'd have to assume Floyd is going to do what's worked for him in his first forty nine fights of his career. Getting it to forty nine and zero, so, so yeah, yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, these gloves, they're gonna benefit Floyd too, right? Because he's expected to land mm-hmm. a lot majority more punches than than uh, McGregor, whether it's to the body, to the head, wherever. Yeah. So the thinner the glove, it's gonna damage McGregor a lot quicker, I would assume, right? I think I read up on the weight of the gloves as well. It just popped up on my Twitter feed. There's like very little difference that you can tell. From like people who are experts on boxing, like the two ounces there, I don't think it's going to be Not a major difference. difference. So um, I might read up on that a little bit more, but from my understanding, I don't know why it was such a big deal to get this whole thing passed. Maybe make things a little bit quicker. So what's MMA? Is it like four, right? Something, Something like that. It's, it's pretty and light. what does Mayweather usually use? I think, I think it's ten ounces for ten? boxing. Ten? Has he used eight before? I have no idea. Hmm. But I think my thing with um, McGregor calling this his predictions are typically right they're exactly right in most of his mma fights um i think though he might have had one or two yeah against calls. diaz yeah against diaz uh, so him saying this now against mayweather i think it's pretty bold of him to say this but he must feel extremely confident in the situation i don't know i think this prediction. is a different situation though he's out of his element and this is such a big fight everyone's anticipating it so much he's just building the hype more and more i don't know if it's, he's actually as confident as he seems to be or if it's just trying to build up, hype up the fight. And one more thing on this situation: uh, Have you seen the videos of McGregor training? Yeah, no. Everyone's making fun of yeah. him. him it's just flailing his arms around. I think it's definitely a troll, and it's trying to make people who are some, like strong supporters of Mayweather harass him. People yeah. who are on the fence want to support Mayweather, so he becomes more that underdog. I guess that puts him more in his element as well. Um, he feels he really has something to prove. But I think all like the slow training videos do. Like he looks really slow when he's training. Yeah, and then they I, show yeah. Mayweather, who's not even looking at the speed bag, and he's hitting it with one hand faster mm-hmm. than I've ever seen anyone hit a speed bag before. I think it's all just a big troll on McGregor's part. It's all ploy to make him look like he's not gonna go out do well, and he's gonna go out there and he's gonna surprise everybody. Although he might not win, but he'll surprise everybody by his ability. We'll see. Uh, the last hot topic I believe is Marvin Bagley reclassified and is now going to Duke. Yeah, Marvin Bagley, top recruit of 2018. He previously reclassified down to 2018. He had a lot of issues. He was uh, in and out of schools in Arizona, um, I believe. And, yeah, he reclassified back in the class of 2017 so he could play college ball this year, going to Duke, an immediate national title contender. 
Um, a lot of talk of him possibly being the number one pick overall in the draft this upcoming year if he outperforms people like Michael Porter Jr., who is the expected number one overall right now. Um, so it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see how he competes now that he was not supposed to play this year. Yeah, I think that's a lot on him. That, that would be such a transition to go from expecting to have one more year of high school and then deciding to go skip that, go to college, have a year at college, and then go right to the NBA. That would be a lot for an 18-, 19-year-old kid to handle. I, I feel like that would – I mean, a lot of them handle it well, but it would be interesting to see how it all plays out with him. With Bagley going to Duke next year, uh, they already had their their main strength really was their big guys. So you throw Bagley into that mix, and people are saying Bagley might see some time at the small four next year, which is interesting. Six eleven, you know, he definitely has a big man's game, but it'd be really interesting to see what Coach K can do with him at Duke. The dude really is a monster. Like he, I was watching some clips of him dunking and whatnot. He can jump out of the building. Yeah, he is ridiculous. Freak. Yeah, so uh, it, they still have Grayson Allen, right? Mm-hmm. So they. He's going to be a senior. Yep. Right? Yeah. So they Duke's going to be definitely always at the top, but they have looks to be a strong team coming into this season. I mean, every year you want you want to pick Duke in the NCAA tournament. They always like seem like that one team. Like at the end of last year, they had a nice win streak. Debate they should have been um, a one seed over UNC. They outperformed UNC, I guess. And they were the two seed and everyone's like, "Okay, Duke might have and they lost to South Carolina." So like every year you want to pick Duke, and this is like one of those years you see Marvin Bagley coming in, they have all their pieces. Why not this year again? Who knows? Yeah, because Duke last year was supposed to be runaway champions, but obviously that didn't go so well. Yeah, so. they had a lot of bumps in the road during the regular season. So, you just right. guess we're going to move on? Yeah, now we'll move on to today in sports history. So first one we'll talk about is Tiger Woods. In 2006, on 18 under. So, you know, that was that was when he was pretty much right in his prime of yep. his golf career, but oh, how the mighty have fallen just this week. His toxicology <laughs> report came out from that car crash and five drugs in the system at the time of that crash. I thought it was just an allergic reaction to uh, one of his drugs that he was taking, but uh, hmm. Hmm. maybe not. Maybe not what he said. And, like, I don't understand why you would go out there and say something like this when you know that in the end you're going to be tested and you're going to see what drugs were in your system and it's going to be released to the public. So what's the point of saying it was an allergic reaction when you knew that you could just admit to your mistakes of taking five different drugs while you're driving and then being passed out in the middle of the road? I just don't see why you got to lie about that. Tiger's got a lot, lot going for him. Yeah. So uh, second second today in sports history, got Usain Bolt winning the 200 meter at the 2009 World Championships. This is right around the beginning of his reign in uh, track and field. Um 2008, yeah. So this is the year after the Beijing Olympics, Mm -hmm. and that's when he burst onto the scene. So 2009, winning the 200, just solidifying his dominance, and he just, from there on, dominated the 100, 200, 4 by one No one touched him. If you couldn't tell, there really wasn't a lot going on today in sports history. (laughs) There, There were no birthdays as well. Like nobody within the last thirty years that is recognizable. So uh, yeah, we're still in that awkward gap between it's just baseball, football, basketball, <laughs> waiting yeah. for football and basketball. No, like no hockey either. No, no like soccer superstars that everybody mm-hmm. knows. But so, nice yeah. segue. Speaking about football. Oh, football. We're gonna give our our uh, predictions for each of the the winners of the conferences and uh, winners of divisions, winners of divisions and, and Super Bowl champs. Yep. So uh, who who wants to start? Who wants to give their Predictions first. What do we want to start with? 
Why don't uh, we just we'll we'll start with the East. We'll start it off yeah, easy. Yeah, well, let's do the entire AFC. We'll start with the AFC East, and we'll go NFC. We'll start with the NFC East in there as well, and then we'll pick our conference winners and we'll pick Super Bowl winner. Got it. All right. So who who wants to start with the AFC East? Well, I, uh, I want to say it on I'm three. Sure we're all gonna agree uh, on three. Who's gonna win the East? One, two, three. Patriots. Patriots. All right. And then do you, do you see anyone coming out with a wild card berth in that division either? No, I think uh, after the, the Jay Cutler yeah, signing, like exactly. the Dolphins, they're still not a terrible team, but losing their starting quarterback uh, just. It's tough to adapt that fast in a year, especially like the issues that are surrounding the team as well with injuries. Um, out of all those teams, Dolphins would have the best shot, but I really don't think they'll pull out a wild card, especially yeah. with the other teams. Yeah, I, I think conference. Dolphins keep it interesting till about week fourteen or so, maybe. But then mm-hmm. I think I think after that, we'll we'll see who they really are. I don't think they're a playoff team. Yeah. So I want to move on to the AFC West. You got the Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, and Raiders. This is a tough one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking between Broncos and Raiders, and I think I'm gonna have to side with the Raiders. Yeah, me too. But if they stay healthy, uh, with Carr, and they they picked up Marshawn, they have a dangerous receiving core. I, I I can't see anyone stopping them in that division. Yeah, I don't want to go with the trend, but I'm gonna have to pick the Raiders here as well. Um, the Broncos with their issues at quarterback. Um, their defense obviously is phenomenal. Yeah, their defense. Their <laughs> defense is the only thing that could help them stand a chance against the Raiders. Well, they also have two good wide receivers. You have you have Demarius Thomas. You have Emmanuel Sanders. Well, they they gotta, sign- you, have, you gotta have someone <laughs> you gotta to have get them the ball. Too. And they also have um, C.J. Anderson and now Jamal Charles in sure, the backfield. Yes. Their offensive line did just fall apart in the last few years, though. Yep. So uh, looking at that, their offense a lot weaker than it could have been, I would say. But uh, their defense obviously phenomenal, which keeps them in the hunt. The Chiefs. Uh, I don't know. Just people are falling off the Chiefs recently. They won the division last year, so yeah. But the, what, what's up with the Chiefs? On, on they're paper, losing pieces. Yeah. And... On paper, the Chiefs never look that good. Uh huh. But somehow they always sneak in. So I am sticking with the Raiders as a as the division winner. But I would not be surprised at all to see the Chiefs give them a run for their money and come away with a wild card spot. Yeah, I say if there's, I want to say there's a lock of a wild card coming out of the AFC West, either it being the Broncos or the Chiefs. Um, but you just don't know which one it's going to be. It's really just a toss-up. So let's go to the AFC North. you got the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers. Um, I think we're all going to go with the Steelers as yeah, well. That yeah, that one's pretty obvious. Uh, any wild-card teams coming out of here? Uh, Possibly the Ravens, because I feel like they, they, they just go up and down, and you never can really predict how the Ravens are going to do. But I just got a feeling that this year, because they haven't been up there in a couple of years, so I, I think they could definitely come well, away with a wild-card How long is Flacco spot. out for? Not sure. Yeah, I think who do they have right now? They have now? Ryan Who's... Ryan Mallett as their backup. E. And I think he, they probably won't win with him, yeah. and they might they might win a couple. But I think from what I was watching in their preseason game, he didn't look fantastic. But he looks like somebody who can definitely just try and hold down the fort until Joe Flacco comes back in. But that team definitely looks like it's on the upside again. Especially with their division, the Steelers are going to be the runaway winners. It looks like on paper as well. But the Bengals. Yeah, I was going to say the, yeah. the Bengals. They've always been middle of the road, and I feel like they've always just been looking to take that last step to become a top team in the league. Because they were young, they had Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. AJ Green. They got a but now you got defense. injury. You got injury issues with that team now too. You got Andy Dalton had an injury last year. AJ yeah. Green was injured for the um till the end of the season. Uh, Tyler Eifert has a couple injuries to boot as well. Um, their defense doesn't look fantastic either. Hmm. Uh, so I think it's. Almost time, maybe this year, where the Bengals finally hit that decline. Um, Marvin Jones will finally be out. I just I want to see him get fired. 
<laughs> it's, it's been too long where he's, sit, he's been sitting there not being as successful as he could be, I guess, with the talent he's been given. Um, what about the Browns? You see, <laughs> I mean, they're uh, not going to make the wild card this year. They're, but they're way too young. At least they're interesting. Now. Yeah, like, like, we wanted they got a lot yeah. of young people, mm-hmm. a lot of interesting, athletic, uh, popular players, especially the rookies that they got coming in mm-hmm. with Jabril Peppers, Miles um, Garrett, uh, Deshaun uh, Kreiser. Yep, the quarterback. Yep. Um, it'd be nice to see him come out there and do well too, because you or a lot of other quarterbacks drafted ahead of him. But he was one of those guys where scouts say, hey, he could be that next big thing. So uh, seeing what coaches have been saying about him in the preseason, I mean, it looks like he could have that potential. I think maybe if you give him three, four years, if they stick together and all develop, maybe maybe then we could throw him into the talk. All right, let's go to the AFC South with the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. Um, this is a tight this, one here. This one's uh-huh. tough. This is one of those divisions where uh, nobody really has – run away with it in recent years um the colts were good for a while but after peyton manning left there really wasn't too much to show so uh i'm gonna go with the titans in the afc south right now um Mm -hmm. this offseason they really built their offense to to support marcus Mariota. they have two solid running backs into marco murray and derrick henry uh cory davis was a great pick to give him um a receiving threat they also signed eric decker um you have delaney walker one of the best tight ends in the league as well uh, solid offensive line. Their defense is nothing too special, but it's definitely something that if you have a defense that's all right, but you have a, a really good offense like the Titans appear to have, um, I could definitely see them running away with the division. Um, I mean, I could see them getting four divisional wins against the Colts and Jaguars, maybe splitting home and home with the Texans. So uh, I could see the Titans coming out with this one. Uh, this this one's really tough for me. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like what you said about the Titans. Everything looks good, but I, my gut's telling me Texans. If they stay healthy, that defense just gets I think better every year. They got some pretty decent offensive weapons. Quarterback situations been iffy past few years, but I think I'm gonna take the Texans coming out of the AFC South. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Texans too, just because I'm just gonna hope that their offense is just, you know. All right. That's all you got to ask for for that offense. Just be all right. Just get get twenty points on the board every yep. game. Mm-hmm. Like that defense isn't going to let up yeah. much. It's like a yeah. similar situation to the Broncos, where you have that really good defense, and then um, the offense yeah. is spotty. And I just see more upside with the Texans' offense, though. I yeah, feel like yes. the Broncos has such a ceiling on their offense with Simeon or Lynch, and then mm-hmm. I mean, you know what you're getting from everyone on that offense, but Hopkins. I don't. I just don't know if he's, you've seen the best of Hopkins. He's yeah. a, he's going to be a stud. Deshaun Wat. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson looked fairly good in the preseason yeah. as well He's so some, some upside so I, I don't disagree with that either um do we have a wild card coming out of this division i think the titans definitely could or, yeah, I think or, or I'm, if if the titans win then i think the texans definitely could i'd say whoever doesn't win definitely has a good shot yeah, i think uh-huh. they have the best chance. that's where i'd put i put the patriots of the afc east i'd have raiders afc west steelers afc north titans afc south and then my wild cards would be chiefs slash broncos and then the texans I think that sounds sounds good. Yeah, solid. All right, so let's go to the NFC then. We've got the NFC East to start off with, with the Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Redskins. Now, I think everyone could have said the Cowboys were a lock until the whole Zeke situation went yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's kind of iffy, that situation there. Um, I, th- I feel like the Giants are going to have a good year this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending how the Zeke suspension works out and 
see if um, what Prescott has the sophomore slump or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he burst onto the scene last year. I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up that type of play. But I, th- I think I'm going to stick. I'm going to go with the Giants. I would go with the Giants as well, and I was going to pick the Giants even if the Cowboys still had Zeke for these six, six games. Um, they had a phenomenal year last year with two rookies coming onto the scene, Zeke and uh, Dak. They played out of their minds. It's tough to repeat how well they did. Zeke especially, he had a phenomenal year. Mm-hmm. And I know they have that great offensive line, but to repeat a performance like that is always very difficult. Um, also, Cowboys defense lost a couple key pieces, and they didn't really improve this offseason from what I saw. Um, but other than that, I see the Giants, and their defense still looks very good on paper. Um, they have OBJ. They signed Brandon Marshall. Big pickup. E- Eli Manning has had a couple iffy years where he's thrown a lot of interceptions, but just three years ago he was top ten quarterback in the league in um, touchdowns interception ratio. He was one of the best. So if he can get out of that slump, I don't see why the Giants can't have like, a solid three-game lead and win this uh, division. Yeah, I, I have to go Giants now, but only after the Zeke suspension. Before that, I definitely would have gone Cowboys. But and and if the Zeke suspension changes, then you know, given the appeal process, maybe I'd switch back over. But the way it stands now, six games, I got to go Giants over the Cowboys. All right, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you talk about the Redskins. They they were one uh, game away from the playoffs last year. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not a huge. Redskins guy. They, just, did, they did pick up Terrell Pryor, but they also lost um, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Yeah, and I mean, how how many years ago was it when Pryor was a quarterback, and he's only had a limited time as he was still with the, uh, he was a thousand yard receiver with the Browns. He's the only weapon they have. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so I guess the Redskins aren't looking as good as they could be. They, they definitely lost a few weapons. The only so. thing that I think could elevate them is Kirk Cousins is playing for a new contract. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe he goes out there and has you know a career oh, yeah, year. Yeah. But I think otherwise, if he just if he you know keeps he, he's still a great quarterback. But I feel like if he takes that massive next step to to try to really get paid this summer, I think they have a shot. But other than that, could I don't you really see, see them. two wild cards coming out of this division? Possibly. It's possible. This conference is definitely more competitive for that yeah, final that's, two spots. Yeah. That's what I mean. I, I just feel like there's so many good teams that we're going to get into in a bit that I, I don't I don't really see it. I think I wouldn't rule out the Redskins getting a wild card spot, but I'd say they're low on the list. All right. So let's go into the NFC West with Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks. I, it's got to be between the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks uh, here. I think I'm going to have to agree yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, me too. Um, their injuries that they suffered last year, they had a rough start, but they had a lot of injuries. And now everybody is um, coming back, nurse back to health. Um, Russell Wilson, still a very good quarterback, one of the best in the league. You have Doug Baldwin as a nice um, wide receiver. You have three solid running backs in Thomas Rawls. Eddie Lacy, who's lost a lot of weight this offseason, and C.J. Proceis. Their defense is still absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, Earl Thomas is, is back from injury. Was it last year where Chancellor held out for those, what was it, four games or two games? Was that last year? For the contract, it might have been. I honestly can't remember. So, I mean, if you have them that defense together all year, if they yeah. stay healthy, they're mm-hmm. always one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, I gotta go Seahawks too. Just like you said, Scott, Cardinals definitely have an outside chance, but Carson Palmer's one year older, Larry Fitzgerald's yeah. one year older. So, mm-hmm. I think that's really the biggest thing is that that offense. I mean, obviously they got David Johnson, 
but he can only do so much, and I feel like he's going to have so much responsibility on him this year. And he's David Johnson coming off a torn ACL as well. True, that, uh, I forgot that, about that. I mean, just one either one injury away from not having the starting running back, having an old quarterback and old wide receiver as their own only offensive weapons. So uh, Cardinals possibly a wild card, I guess we could say. I'd put them in like the same boat as the Redskins, really. Mm-hmm. That they need a few things to go right, but then if it if it does, they got a good enough roster on paper to maybe make it happen. All right. So NFC North, you've got the Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. I think it's obvious Packers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to say Lions as big of a fan as I am, but the Packers just improved He's, significantly this offseason as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is Rodgers is in the debate in with form. Brady mm-hmm. and who's the top quarterback in the league. He's something special. Ty Montgomery's been established as a solid running back now because like, they had those big issues at running back, but now they do have their starting running back. You have Jordy Nelson coming off a solid year as well, back from that ACL injury. And you have Randall Cobb as well. You got Martellus Bennett as a new signing. Oh, true. Very good tight end. Their defense looks great. I mean, only issues at corner, I guess you could say, for the Packers. They really could use some help at corner. However, this team does look very good. I want to say the Lions as well, but I just can't right now. And so for wild card, I put the Lions in the discussion. There's just too many teams in the it. NFC right now for me to say they like I'm very confident in them. I think they're going to be one of those final four teams that fight for those two spots. Uh, they improved as well this offseason. They signed Rick Wagner, and they signed TJ Lang from the Packers. So um, that's a big improvement to their offensive line, which has had some issues in the past few years. Matt Stafford's is healthy again. Uh, Marvin Jones had a good start, then slumped, so I could see him coming back as well. Amir Abdul is back from injury. Theo Riddick's back from injury. Um, and their defense um, is all healed up as well, and they've got some new signees for that. So, And they also have two draft picks from Florida University, uh, Jared Davis and T. Tabor. T. Tabor hasn't looked too good in camp, from my understanding, but Jared Davis uh, has been looking phenomenal. So I do have a lot of hope for this Lions team. They did make the playoffs last year, but uh, it was a lot of very tight games. So uh, if they can take that step, I know we said that a lot today, but if they can take that step and more pull away from these games rather than having those last-second comebacks, which they're so, um, so notorious for, I can see them somehow pulling out a wild card. I can see that. So uh, we're going to go to the NFC South now. Um, this is a tight division. Yeah, looking at this, so this might be the toughest. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, out. and Buccaneers. Well, Saints and last. I can I can pencil that one in now. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can see the Saints and Panthers being. I, I like it's going to be Saints last, but I can see them being like a six win team. That's the issue with this conference. I mean, they all tend to win the same amount of games. Like the Falcons have had um, a couple good years, but other than that, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. They've been around the same record for a while. Like three years back, the Panthers won the division. They went seven, eight, and one, I think. So it's one of those divisions where everybody's pretty close, like the AFC South. I think, like you said, it was really close back then, but they all like weren't that great. I think now they're it's really close, but I think they're all at least Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks are all yeah. can all get nine or ten wins. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, it really depends on how what happens with each team. The Falcons are they gonna bounce back? From that devastating loss, that's questionable. If the Panthers, if Cam Newton's healthy, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks, they're just they're young. They're uh, they've made a couple signings. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston, third year in the league. I think he's, he's starting to become a, an elite quarterback. He's looking to get get there. Mike Evans is looking like a fantastic choice best, at wide I'd receiver. One of the best receivers uh-huh. in the league. And you've got a. Very crowded backfield right now. Yep. Um, 
But and then once those issues are resolved, they're all solid running backs for the Bucks. So my pick is going to be the Falcons, but it's going to be like a one-game difference between the Bucks. And I want to say the Bucks are going to be a lock for me for that fifth spot for the wild card. I'm very confident in this division. I think every team in here is very, very solid. And if one team has one thing go like has the season go right for them, it could be the Saints who come out. Their defense is pretty weak, but their offense is also very solid. Um, so if the Saints could have a very good season as well, all these teams are very much in contention. But I think Falcons are going to be the best on paper. So I'm gonna have to go with them now. Bucks in the wild card. Yeah, I feel like the Falcons are the safest pick, so I'm gonna have to go with them too, just because Panthers last year were were they seven and nine. Then the year before that, fifteen and 15 one. So and Cam Newton played hurt all last year. Exactly. So, so there's there's a big, a big gap there that they could fall. I, I think they'll fall somewhere in between there, but the Panthers it's still, also Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it's a very solid draft pick. And he's looking looking very well in camp. Mm-hmm. He had a Answers really great uh, week one in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So he's he's looking promising. But I uh, I'll I'm gonna have to go with the Falcons, even though it's. We'll have to see how they do bouncing back from the that devastating loss. That'll be interesting to watch mm-hmm. play out. So wild cards, who are we gonna go with? I'm gonna go Bucks, and just because I'm saying it now, six seed Lions. Who do you, who do you got, Scott? Uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with the Bucks as well. Oh gosh, I don't know about the. We, we've narrowed it down, I think, between Redskins, Cardinals, possibly Lions, and then. You got like Panthers, and uh, Cowboys too. Oh, and the, yeah, and the Cowboys completely forgot about them. I think uh, I'm gonna have to go with the cow- Cowboys. Mm-hmm. That's a safe bet. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys as the five seed, and then Bucks as the six seed, and then I think I think Panthers are right there behind them. Yeah, now. if it's not the, I think the Bucks. I want to say the Bucks are a lock, and it's gonna be between the Cowboys and the um, Panthers. All right, not bad, not bad. Good prediction. So, AFC. Let's let's go AFC Championship game. Who are your who are your top two teams going to be in the AFC? Got, got the Pats, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough between the Steelers and the Raiders. I'd yep, say for that's me, a, that's what I was thinking as well. Uh, uh, it really depends on who's healthy, it, whichever the healthier yes. team's going to be, and. I think the Steelers' defense is a little bit better than the Raiders, so I'm going to take the Steelers and the Pats in the AFC Championship. I'm going to agree. I think the Raiders need one more year together, figure it all out, and then they'll definitely be a lot more scary than they are now. I'm not saying they aren't scary, but I think the Steelers... If Big Ben stays healthy all year, actually... Uh, no, I'm going to stay with the Steelers. I don't know. I think I think last year if Derek Carr stayed healthy, I think the Raiders would have been that's, the biggest threat to the Pats. That's a big thing. If the, so I'm gonna, it's really if the quarterbacks stay healthy for these two yeah, teams. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go on the assumption that that both quarterbacks are healthy, and I'm gonna go Raiders because just because last year I just remember being so scared of the Raiders and the Steelers. I mean, as a Pats fan, I was I was scared, but we've beaten them before. The that's Raiders true. are something we haven't seen, so I was kind of nervous to see that matchup, and, I, and I'm nervous to see it again. But that I'm you know, I'm going Raiders Pats in the AFC Championship. I kind of want to lean Raiders too, but. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Steelers for now. Maybe, maybe we'll do a mid-season mm-hmm. review update. Yeah. update. Maybe we'll bring go... in uh, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NFC. Who are your your top two gonna be? I'm gonna go with the Packers and the Seahawks in That's the always a NFC bet, yeah. Championship. Uh, I think the Falcons, well, whoever they play in um, one of those games, will give them a tough game. But I think those two teams could solidify themselves as the top two teams in the conference. I'm going to go Packers and Giants just because 
I think this is one of those years where the Giants are going to hit their stride right at the right time. And I think, I don't know who, I mean, I'm still going to have to think about it pretty quickly, but I think Packers-Giants, I don't know who's going to win that game, but I'll have to think about it. But I think that, I, th- I can see that happening for sure. I agree with you with the Giants, but uh, I think this. I'm going to go with the Seahawks instead. Seahawks, Seahawks-Giants. All right, all right, so everybody got a different title game. That's not bad. So who are we going to have? pulling away in each conference. I'm going to go Pats in the AFC. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go with the rematch. Seahawks-Pats. I'm going to go with the rematch, but I think a rematch I'd like to see a little bit more Patriots against Giants. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that, that's, that's solid. I would like to see that more. That is true, because I want the Pats to finally get their revenge. And I, I would have to go Pats-Packers right now. We haven't seen it yet in the Super Bowl, and I think it'd be a fantastic showing seeing two quarterbacks who really – have hit it recently. You've got Rodgers and you've got Brady. They both looked fantastic at the end of the last year. If you can finally see that on the biggest stage, that'd be a game I would really, really want to see. Um, Both teams look like they've really built all their pieces. This is the year for each of them to go out there, put everything on the line, and we can finally see that game. So who do we have winning each of these Super Bowls? Bats. (laughs) You gotta go with Bats. See, like, I really want to say Pats, too, just because it's, it's clearly the safest bet. They look like the best team that we've seen in a very long time. Like they, oh, yeah. You want to say they look better than the 2007 Pats right now. Their offense, it's, their it's weapons look fantastic. Yeah. And I also, like, the Packers look really good, too. They do. And so, in the end, I think it could be a shootout between could, the two yeah. teams. I think, like, 31-28 Pats on a last-second field goal. Each quarterback has four passing touchdowns. I can see it happening. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be disappointed mm-hmm. seeing any of those matchups, to be honest. Uh huh. Any of the matchups we picked, I yeah. I would be happy. As seeing long as the Pats are in there. Yeah, as long yeah. as the Pats That's are there, we're, we're, we're we may be a little biased, but I mean the Pats do clearly look like the best team on paper. Yeah, I, I really don't think I, like it's biased in saying that because previous years maybe because maybe, there's yeah. a lot of competition, but, but this year they, they have too many weapons yeah, to say yeah. that they're they're not and the top team. It's not like they're a lock because no one's ever a lock in any sport to do yeah, anything, no. but. But on paper, I don't see how you could pick against them in anything. Like, yeah. Obviously, they could lose a game, but... Especially if they stay healthy throughout the year. Exactly. I mean, Edelman had his issues. Gronk, obviously, throughout the years has had multiple issues. Yeah, if you could have a healthy Gronk If you have healthy Gronk uh, for a whole year, that's scary. So I was going to say, with the past two Super Bowls we won... We didn't even have healthy Gronk. Yeah, even so the one we lost, health. the one we, the last one we lost against the Giants, he was mm-hmm. playing like sixty percent something on yeah. that ankle. He couldn't really jump or run or anything. But yeah, if this team stays healthy, there's there's definitely really very scary. All right, well, you heard it here first, Pat Super Bowl champions. I mean, you probably heard it somewhere else, but you heard it here first. Uh, so are we ready to move on from our NFL predictions? Yes. Let's go to He Gone. Uh, we got Curtis Granderson was just acquired by the Dodgers from the Mets for a player to be named later or cash. Such a baseball thing. Yes, yes. Player to be named later. Curtis Granderson, though, what what a player when he was coming up. Mm-hmm, on the Yankees. Yeah. yeah he's... Well, no, first the Tigers. Oh, yeah, that's true. And first, at first such a stolen base threat, and then obviously, as a lot of baseball players go, starts hitting the weights and then becomes a power hitter. So he's a great example of a player that had a great you know career. Seems to be coming to an end now, though, as he's getting traded for literally just a player to be named later or cash. But I mean, where do you see him immediately benefiting the Dodgers? He's depth. Just a, yeah, yeah, depth. That mm-hmm. team just, they're getting stronger week by week. A veteran leader that can come in and, you know, hit a homer or two as a pinch hitter. Because that, that's huge in the NL, too, since 
obviously hitters, I mean pitchers hit over there. So to have a guy like that off your bench to just come in against a righty pitcher and just you know hopefully hit a homer for you, that's that's a great addition for them. Our next he gone, uh, we got Blake Bortles. Um, this is him and his position as starting quarterback of the Jaguars. Might not be that way for too much longer. Yeah, he 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 never really looked good from the start. Well, after the first year, he looked pretty good. He had like thirty-five touchdowns first year, maybe seventeen receptions. He hasn't won a lot of games. No. Um, I mean, he he was thrown into a pretty crappy situation. Yeah, of course. Um, and see that he definitely didn't improve last year, and he's still declining in the uh, practices and preseason of this year. I think it's Chad Henney's time. I don't know. I gotta guess that at least for the beginning of the season, this is all just kind of trying to piss him off a little bit and get him going because you can't give up on him this early. Mm-hmm. Like, he hasn't been great by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, what is Chad Henney? You know what you're getting with Chad Henney. Blake Bortles still kind of young. He still can get a little bit better. I I think they're going to at least try to start the year with him out there and just see where it takes him because you can't give up this early. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, their wide receivers definitely aren't, bad either you have alan hearns and alan robinson you have julius thomas at tight end you have leonard Fournette at running back too who may be more of a threat so uh it's definitely his job to lose and right now it doesn't look like it's too hot for him so we got our last he got of the week and it's gonna be the entirety of barcelona um you've got luis suarez hurting his knee in el clasico the other day he's gonna be out for a month you've got neymar still gone and barcelona itself just got murdered by real madrid so, uh, I know we're not big soccer fans, yeah, no, but Real Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona always is very entertaining to watch, and Barcelona has been on top recently, uh, so to see Real Madrid now come up on top very easily, and without Ronaldo in that second game, because he got that red card um, in the game before for mocking Messi partially, and a uh, fairly poor call by the referee, some might say, others might say it was accurate, but... Uh, is that why he got suspended? So, he got a yellow card... He got his first yellow card of the match after he took off his shirt um, to mock Messi after he took off his shirt in the game before, after he scored a goal. And then later on in the game, it looked like he may have been pushed, and then he may it looked like he could have dove as well um, in the box, and he was carded for that as well, and two yellow cards turns into a red card. So he was carded for that, and then afterwards, he shoved the referee who gave him the red card. That'll it, do it. Was, it was a gentle, gentle type of shove, like kind of like a friendly shove, it a, but it, it was a it was a soccer shove. Yeah, it looked like like you're messing around with your friends, you shove your friend, but it, he was pissed off when he did it, so it wasn't that strong, but he was very angry. It was and a he bad got, look for soccer. Yeah, players. he got suspended five matches for that, and he still would be missing the next game with that red card. So they they're missing out on Ronaldo for this game, and they still decimated Barcelona. So uh, that whole soccer club right now not looking too hot. I think they're. They have a lot of money to spend to bring in players, uh, but just right now, I think Real Madrid has pushed them out of the top spot in Spain. So uh, we're done with Higon now. That was what we had. We're on to Tweet of the Week. So I'll go first with my Tweet of the Week, and it's a tweet from E60, and uh, it's a video of Joe Thomas trying to name all the QBs he has blocked for on the Browns, and it's 18, 18 quarterbacks over, what is it, like nine or ten years? Nine years. years. On the Browns, well, he's he's the one who like, hasn't missed the start, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great offensive lineman, you know, like the one guy that they've really had there yeah. throughout these terrible past few years. And, and he's really been a fantastic lineman. Yeah. Like he's going to be first ballot Hall of Famer, possibly. He's that good. Yeah, 
and he, he somehow got all 18. It took him it took him a couple minutes and a whole lot of thinking, but he came away with all 18 of them. So, good job That's to him. That's impressive. I've got my tweet right here. Um, so during their fantasy football marathon, ESPN had Adam Schefter come onto the show, and he was attempting to kick a field goal in like an inflatable uh, setup. And when he kicked this field goal, this ball was went straight up. He towed it. Didn't look too good. And Adam Schefter replied saying, "Bucks have informed me of my release." Clearly taking a jab at Robert Aguayo, who was cut by the Bucks the other day, their second round pick last year. Really not that great. <laughs> um, poor kid too. I mean, they showed on Hard Knocks. It was all over the internet the last few days. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, it looked like he handled it well. Yeah, I was going to say he took it very well, considering you know he knows he has cameras on him. Uh huh. And he knows you know all the I pressure mean, of being the a second round kicker. The whole situation still looked very awkward. Oh yeah, right? absolutely. It's just like when there's okay, we're gonna go straight to it. We're gonna have yeah, to we're, we're letting <laughs> go, and then he's just like, uh, uh-huh, yeah. okay, all right. And then he kind of just repeated himself a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, picked and up then, by the Bears right away though. Put into the windy city, yeah. one of the toughest places to kick. So uh, we'll see how he. Maybe the wind will be his friend. Yeah, maybe we'll see how uh, he deals with that environment. Definitely, uh, my. Uh, tweet of the week is a is it GIF or GIF? I go GIF. I think the owner or the creator of it called it GIF. GIF. I, I know people say like it's it's graphic is the first word so they want to go GIF. GIF. But I, I, I call it GIF. GIF. Uh-huh. Alright, so it's a GIF of uh, James Harden and this is from at Mixtape Show and the caption is Chris Paul just saw this and requested another trade and it's James Harden on a it looks to be a Japanese or Chinese game show, and there's a wheel, as in many other game shows, and instead of going to spin the big wheel, he spins the arrow in the middle, and it doesn't move at all. And then the the uh, sh- the host had to show him that he had to spin the wheel instead, and he looks all confused, mm-hmm. and then he looks, and he's like, oh man, I'm an idiot. I don't necessarily blame him either, though. I mean, it's one of those things where if he saw it, and that was, like, the first thing he saw instead of seeing the whole wheel. If you see the arrow, you're like, okay, we can spin the arrow. I mean... But, yeah, it, it's one of those things where most people would recognize it at first, though. So he does look pretty dumb, but... I feel like if you've seen any game show ever, you yeah. know, to spin the wheel and not the arrow. Hey, too busy balling, man. Yeah, hey, balling on a budget. Pretty big budget, though. All right, so those are our tweets of the week, and we're now moving on to At the End of the Day as our last segment. Uh, we got Michael Beasley is our first... First character to mention, yeah. First contestant. Is he, is he still playing in China or whatever? No, he was. He was on the Bucks. Yeah, he was on the Bucks last season. season. Yeah. Oh, jeez. He, he was a valuable role player for them at certain times too. He he definitely played solid minutes, um, but this past week he said that he's been a, a walking bucket for all of his years in the NBA and that he hasn't been treated fairly by those teams that have uh, he's played for. Yeah, maybe at the end of the day, uh, be a little bit be- a little bit better at basketball. I mean, it's definitely deserved the way he's been treated. He's not anywhere near a top role player. Never, like he's an okay role player, but he's not a top role player. No. He's not a superstar. He's not it's an all-star. Yeah, he, he yeah, definitely say, is a punk. <laughs> the biggest problem is that you're not that good, plus you have all these off-court problems. Yep. Like With the players that are super good, you can kind of, you know, I mean, it's still not good, but you can kind of deal with the off-court problems. But when you're Michael Beasley, you're not that good in the first place, and then you make your team go through all this stuff to handle your BS. Like, it's, it's just not, not a good look. Make, not yeah. going to make the higher people too happy. Exactly. So uh, I guess at the end of the day, um, stay in your lane. 
possibly. Saint, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, he's not definitely not top tier. Know and, your place. Yeah, know your place, and definitely has his own issues. So him saying that he's been treated unfairly by these teams, maybe not that true. Um, second, at the end of the day, we've got. He uh, can't go an episode without him. Yeah, from last week we mentioned LeVar Ball was going to be in that four-point contest with Ice Cube. And he lost. LeVar Ball lost LeVar to Ice Cube. Ball. I think this is the first chance that uh, LeVar's cockiness has not gone in his favor, I'd say. It's the first time he's really been able to show. Uh, he he actually he actually hit some shots, uh-huh, so but, I'll give him that. And that, that's yeah. not an easy shot to hit. Yeah. I think I, the whole thing, though, was the he finally was put into a competition in which yep. he thought he would win. Yeah. Like, he hasn't one-on-one Michael Jordan. He no, hasn't shown he's a better um, tight end than Gronk. He hasn't done the whole Shaq thing. But he finally was put in a position to put his money where his mouth is, and he failed. Yeah, and I was thinking about that. This is the – because he's so cocky about everything. He's cocky about his brand, but his brand's doing extremely well. Yeah. And he's cocky about his sons, and they're all doing – pretty well too he spoke, I mean, it really, in, spoke it into existence that yeah. Lonzo was going to go to the Lakers so yeah. he's, he's feeling so great about all he, that this is like the first time that he's been wrong about something mm-hmm. so it's really interesting to finally see him fail I think a lot of people enjoyed it as well yeah I think I mean just watching it Ice Cube's release was pretty pitiful it same was, with LeVar's LeVar's is yeah. not too uh-huh. too out either but yeah for someone who says that they can beat Michael Jordan in a game on one-on-one yeah, that wasn't like, the best. I, Ice Cube was shooting moon balls the entire time yeah. like, from the chest, and like some of them looked really nice. So, see Lavar go down to somebody who, I mean, not really a basketball player. Nope. I would say, Lavar, <laughs> his whole career has been based around basketball, mm-hmm. and his sons and him playing in college. I guess uh, at the end of the day, another one of those. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Don't be so cocky. Mm-hmm. I mean that he's a big baller. Yeah, he wasn't really a big ball. I mean, he was he was big. He's a big dude. He was he wasn't balling. balling. Yeah, he wasn't about balling too hot. Nope. So I guess that's all we got for today. That's, that's all we got for today's show. Uh, I think we're we're trying to get someone in here for fantasy talk before that starts going. Yeah, he he kind of flaked this week, yeah. but yeah, it's a good start for you. You're not yeah. you're not gonna come on our show. Yeah. You know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jerk. Uh, Asshole. so I mean, I shoot, we're not supposed to swear. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, man, I mean, oh, well. <laughs> Oops, my so, bad. Uh, on that note, uh, everyone enjoy your week. Mm-hmm. Football is coming closer. It's almost there. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Hopefully you'll listen Smash to Smash that subscribe now. button. Listen to our previous episodes. Listen to this episode. Listen to our future episodes. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Tell everyone. Listen to Triple Threat. I'm Scott Kaler. I'm, I'm out. Yep. See I'm you next Paul. time. See ya. Thank you.